Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. In today's episode, I'm going to be going over how I've been coping with the sudden loss of a loved one. I know there's someone out there or there may be several people out there listening to this right now that are going through the same thing. They've suddenly lost someone and they're just going through it right now. So I want to share my story on how I've been coping with it, go over some scripture with you guys and some steps of things that I've been doing to be able to cope with the sudden loss. But before I get into all that, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you, Lord. Please just wrap us with your love and show us that you're right here with us no matter what. Lord, I pray that each person listening to this right now knows that you are right here for them. You will never leave them. You have their best interests at heart and you will give them peace and strength and everything that they need to grow through this pain and to grow through every aspect of their life. Lord, I can't thank you enough for every single thing that you've done. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's get into this episode. So the night of June 13th, 2022, so a little over two months ago, my cat Tinkerbell had used the bathroom in the litter box and I started smelling this like really bad smell. Of course, you know, she used the bathroom, but it was like way worse than normal. And so I went over there because I was like, well, maybe sometimes like if her stomach hurts or something scares her or something, she just runs out real quick and forgets to cover it up really good. And so I went over there and on the side of it, and before I go any further, I'm going to be talking about feces and different things like that. I'm gonna get a little graphic because I want to really tell the full story of everything. So if that stuff is just, you just can't handle it, you can't stomach it, you may want to just go and fast forward this for a couple of minutes because I'm gonna just talk about everything that transpired within those last couple of days of Tinkerbell's life. So on the side of the litter box, there was bloody stool and I had never seen that before. It was crazy. So I like looked up on Google and was, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. So I took her litter box and cleaned it out completely, washed it and all of that. And while I did that, she had ran outside with my nephew because her stomach was bothering her. She wanted to eat grass. She came back in, threw up the grass and had runny bloody stool again on the carpet where the litter box would have been at because I was cleaning the litter box at the time. Now before this, I mean, she slept all the time anyway because she was a cat. She was six years old. She wasn't a young kitten, but she wasn't very old either, but she did sleep a lot. But other than that, she didn't seem like anything was wrong with her. She did have stomach problems pretty much her whole life. She was just like a pukey cat. Like sometimes she would throw up, but it wasn't constant all the time. And I actually had took her to the doctor about a year before and they told me to change her food. So I changed her food and she was doing a lot better. She would only throw up maybe like once every couple weeks. There was no indication that she was like really sick or anything like that before this night on June the 13th with the bloody stool. So all the next day I was calling vets and trying to get her in but no one would take her. They were all booked up and just no one would take her that day. So eventually I got a hold of a vet and they said that I could bring her in at 7 in the morning on the 15th and that they would work her in when they could. 
And all day on the 14th, she was very lethargic and just slept a lot, but I could tell like she just didn't feel good. And she had this like foul smelling gas and she just kept releasing like silent gas, but it was like foul smelling. But she didn't have any bloody stool or anything that day. And she actually later on that night started perking up and like wanting attention from the kids and meowing and wanting to play. That night when it was time to go to bed, she came and laid in bed with me and then she kept getting out of bed and going to my nephew's door and just sitting at his door meowing waiting for him to come in because she wasn't allowed in his room. So she would wait for him to come in the hallway to give her lovin's. He'd give her some lovin's and then he'd go back in his bed. She'd come back in the bed with me and she did this a few times until finally he had to walk her over to the bed and like motion for her to come on the bed. He pet her while she was on the bed with me and was like telling her to stay and then she eventually just passed out in the bed with me. And it's crazy thinking about it now because she was my cat and I feel like me and her had the most special connection, but she also had a special connection with my nephew and that was her way. She knew that something was wrong with her even though we didn't and that was her way of like telling him bye, giving him last lovings because I think she knew all along like what was going on, you know? And then that night, all in the middle of the night, she was meowing and just going wild, being her crazy normal self. She always would stay up at night and like wake me up just running around the room being crazy. And so I actually was thinking, oh, well, she's doing better now, so maybe I shouldn't take her. But that morning when I was going to take her, I saw she had lost a lot of weight and it was summertime. So like she was going outside more and, you know, she always loses weight in the summer. So I didn't really think anything of it, but her stomach looked big and round but the rest of her was skinny so I was like you know what I need to go ahead and just get her checked even though she's acting better so she was at the vet all day on the 15th and they had called me and said that they checked her stomach like they were pressing on her stomach and they felt a mass and so they did an x-ray and they couldn't really see like her intestines looked like mangled up or I don't know there was like a lot of gas there and they couldn't really see what was going on but they knew that there was some type of mass, but they didn't know exactly where it was or what it was or anything like that. And so they wanted to do exploratory surgery, but they wanted to put her on fluids all that night before and then do the surgery the next morning. Oh, they also said that she was dehydrated, so that's why they wanted to do the fluids also, is to hydrate her and get her as healthy as possible that night before the surgery. And they gave me an option to go see her the morning before her surgery, and of course, she was my baby girl. Like, I definitely was going to take the chance to go see her. So me, my mom, and my nephew all went and visited her for about an hour before surgery. And that morning, she was in such good spirits. She looked so much better and like her coat just looked fuller. And I don't know, I guess from the fluids, like she just looked so much better and like more alert. And I just had so much hope in seeing her that, you know, everything was going to be okay because she was just in good spirits that morning and she kept wanting to love us so much and she was actually like really wanting my mom and loving on her which is crazy because she was always wanting my love and affection and not really care too much about loving on my mom so it was kind of crazy that she did want the love from my mom but again now that I look back at it like she knew all along what was going on even though we didn't 
So they ended up doing the exploratory surgery and I'm gonna try my hardest to say these next few things without crying or getting emotional, but they called me uh, while she was still on the table and said that she had a huge tumor that had went from her stomach to her pancreas. It was like right in the middle of her intestines and everything, like it was huge. They showed me a picture later on when I went there and because it had went all the way from her stomach to her pancreas, there was no way they could operate on it. It was inoperable. And so the best option was to go ahead and put her to sleep on the table. They didn't want to have to wake her up in so much pain and she was already going to die. It was just, you know, if I would have had them wake her up, it would have just been super painful for her and it would have just dragged out her death longer. So they went ahead and put her to sleep on the table. And whenever I got that phone call and them like asking me if it was okay to put her to sleep, I lost it. I remember being in the car with my mom. We had just got back to my house and whenever they told me it was like you know in those shows where like your ears start ringing and like someone's talking and it just sounds like wah 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 like that's how it felt to me I felt like the world was crashing down around me and I didn't know what to do I didn't know what to think like I just wanted to scream and cry and it was so horrible that feeling was so horrible and I know some of you listening to this right now or maybe you some people may have already clicked off because they're like she's really over here talking about a sudden loss of a cat like come on (laughs) but if anyone has a cat or a pet that they love dearly you know exactly what I mean like she wasn't just my cat she was my daughter I was with her every day for six years of her life she was my baby girl I fed her I changed our litter box she followed me everywhere she went to the bathroom with me if I was sitting on the couch she was right by my feet at night she was laying right on my arm cuddled up with me all night long she was my baby girl she was my daughter anytime I went anywhere I had to make sure she was okay or she went with me she wasn't just a pet to me or a cat to me she was so much more than that whenever I'd have a bad day I could just pet her and cuddle her and love on her and any pet lovers out there know she was more than a cat to me and before the 13th so between the 13th to the 16th of course I knew you know something was going on from the night of June the 13th until the morning of the 16th I knew something was going on but before that I had no idea that she was ever sick I definitely didn't think she would have cancer or anything to that matter and I was beating myself up a little bit whenever they told me that she had a tumor because I was thinking well whenever I took her last year year I could have had them do more tests or I could have took her to a different vet and maybe we could have caught it sooner but the vet did give me reassurance and she told me that because the tumor was so massive she had to have had it for a very long time and so even if I would have gotten her more thoroughly checked the year prior to that they would have just caught it not been able to do anything and I would have just had to put her to sleep sooner so at least I got that extra year with her so I'm still considering this a sudden loss even though it was kind of dragged out for a 
couple of days because I had no clue prior to, you know, the bloody stool on the night of the 13th. And still up until her surgery on the 16th, like I had complete hope that she just had, maybe they were thinking maybe it was something she had eaten, like she had eaten an object, which she was always getting into stuff. So I didn't put that past her or, you know, just maybe a benign tumor, something that they could easily just remove and everything would be okay. So up until the moment they called me and asked to put her to sleep, I really just thought everything was going to be okay. And so when I found out that it was this huge massive tumor and it was inoperable and they wanted to put her to sleep, I just lost it. it I just, I can't even begin to explain the pain that I felt in that moment. And I know someone listening to this right now is going through the same thing. Maybe they had a sudden loss of their pet or a loved one, a family member, whatever the case may be. Or maybe someone just is not in your life anymore that you loved and adored and that was a big part of your life. And it's been a hard adjustment to not have them in your life and it's been hard to cope and you're grieving that loss. So I just wanted to share some scripture with you guys and then I'm going to give you guys some steps that I've been taking to cope with the loss of my Tinkerbell. So the first scripture that I want to read here is Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 and they say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. And these verses here are some of my all-time favorite verses and I have to remind myself of these all of the time because I'm one of those people that feels like I need to know everything about everything and if I don't understand anything, I will drive myself insane trying to understand it. And I've just been having to trust in the Lord completely and not try to understand things that are out of my control or reasons for things that happen in my life, but just trust in the Lord, know that he has my best interests at heart and that he will give me everything that I need to grow through the pain that I'm experiencing at that moment. The next scripture is Psalm 121 verses 1 through 2 and they say, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So when we're feeling lost and we're going through this sudden loss of a loved one and we don't know what to do, we don't know how to feel, and we don't know how to get help, we can look to the Lord and know our help comes from Him and He is always right here with us no matter what. And He will give us that peace. He will give us that strength. He will give us everything that we need to grow through it. We just have to look towards Him and reach out to Him and ask Him for help. The next verse is Psalm 34 verse 18 and it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So when we're experiencing this loss and we're heartbroken and our spirit just feels crushed, we can know and have hope that the Lord is right here with us. He's close to us. He saves us. He gives us everything that we need. He comforts us. He's our provider and our protector. And we can have hope in knowing that he has our best interests at heart and that we will get through this with him by our side. And the last scripture that I want to read here is 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 11 and it says, Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. So when we're going through this pain and this heartbreak and this sudden loss and grieving and all of that, we have to look to the Lord. And he will give us strength and we have to seek him always, no matter what, we have to seek the Lord. 
and he will give us strength in everything that we need. So I'm going to give you guys three steps that I've been taking during this journey of grief and coping with the loss of my Tinkerbell. And these are steps that I'm still taking to this day. Number one is I had to let myself feel. I had to let it all out, cry it out. I mean, there was days when I would just sit there and cry and I didn't know what else to do but just cry and journal. I would journal about all of the things I knew, all of the things I was feeling, the facts because I'm a very like factual person and I feel like maybe if I have all the facts to everything, I'll be able to understand why it happened. So I would just journal. I would cry it out. I would release it all and I would just give it all to God. Let myself feel let myself be in that moment of, you know, releasing all of those emotions because keeping those emotions bottled in is not going to do anything good for anyone and one day you're going to end up exploding and instead of it being healthy release, it could turn into anger or an unhealthy release of letting yourself feel those emotions. So you want to, when you're going through this loss, this heartbreak, whatever it is you're going through, let yourself feel that. Cry it out. Journal your thoughts. Pray. Talk to God about it. However, you want to release it, do that. Let yourself feel it. It's okay. You're not weak because you let your emotions out. You're not weak because you cry. It's okay to let yourself feel all of the things that you're feeling. The second step, once you let yourself feel, you let it all out, you journal, you do all of those things, you want to rest in the presence of God. I would just sit there and I still do this. I just sit there and I just rest in God's presence and just feel feel his presence. I look towards heaven. I look towards him and I just am still and feel his presence with me. And in those moments of being still and feeling the presence of the Lord, I can feel the peace and the comfort and everything that he gives me. I can feel that. And while you're resting in the presence of the Lord, even for a brief moment, you'll be able to feel that peace and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and there's hope and you will get through this. And then the third step, and this is something that I have to do every single day, and you're going to have to do this every single day, is to pray and ask God for the strength and peace to go through the pain that you're facing right now in this moment. And God will give us that strength and peace, but it's not going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be days where you're going to be down in the dumps. There's going to be days where you feel great. There's going to be days where you even feel guilty that you feel great. We all experience grief differently. We all cope differently, but whenever we're letting ourselves feel, we're resting in the presence of God and we're praying every single day to God and asking for strength and peace to grow through the pain, he will get us through this. And I know that with God by my side, I can do all things and there is no way that I could have ever possibly got to the point where I am right now of starting to feel better about losing Tinkerbell if it wasn't for God being here every step of the way, helping me, giving me peace, giving me strength and everything that I need. I am nothing without the Lord. We are nothing without the Lord. He is our provider, our protector, our heavenly father. He gives us everything that we need. He knows everything and he loves us unconditionally. 
And we have to lean on him and trust in him and know that he has our best interest at heart. And things are going to happen that are out of our control. In this world, we're going to face hardships and sudden loss and heartbreak and all of those things. But we can get through it with the strength from Christ. And also, I just want to say one last scripture because this is my all-time favorite verse. And I remind myself of this all the time also. It's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You can and you will get through this loss, this heartbreak, this grief, this hard period, this hard time in your life with the strength that God gives you. So I hope this episode helped you to be able to know the steps to take to help you with coping with a sudden loss of a loved one or whatever situation you're going through right now and just knowing that there's hope and God will get you through it. So that concludes this episode. Next week, we are going to start a new Bible study. We're going to go into 1 Corinthians, and then after that, it'll be 2 Corinthians. So I will see you guys next week. I love you guys so much. Bye, guys!